0: Welcome! I'm Mandy, a former history teacher. And I'm Evita, a former mechanical engineer. We're both married with four kids, two boys, two two girls. We're two young professionals turned stay-at-home moms, navigating all facets of homemaking one step at a time to help you become the mother and wife you are called to be.
1: ladies welcome to episode 17 i think officially um i'm a little sick and i apologize for being absent the last couple weeks but with thanksgiving and sicknesses we are very
0: consistent in that when there's (laughs) holidays
1: yeah Yeah. (laughs) we're late something (laughs) happens lots of things happen Anyhow, so today we'll be covering um, a little bit more on postpartum and, um, you know, the feelings that arise personally separate of postpartum depression and the blues, like we talked about, but more like when we feel less in control than usual. Um, So pregnancy and postpartum alike can trigger feelings like that. Our hormones are imbalanced, as mentioned in our last episode. And along with that, our bodies are changing in ways that we wish we could control in either stage. We are growing or shrinking at uncontrollable rates. One thing, yeah, (laughs) right. It's like, I don't want to gain 50 pounds. (laughs) I'm really not trying to gain 50 pounds. It's taking over me totally out of your control. So one thing we can control is our will our actions and how we honor and love ourselves, especially during these times of shame or frustration. It's crucial to remember one of Jesus's most renowned statements, Mark 12 31. He says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. The statement implies that we must, and it is in fact good to love ourselves. And almost seems like that loving ourselves is the precedent. He does not shame us and say not to love ourselves, Rather affirms it as a good. So, how do we treat, honor, and love ourselves in the way that Jesus commands us to? So, in today's society, self love and self care culture has been, I think, distorted a little bit Mm -hmm. to mean to be selfish, to ignore life's duties, all in the name of fulfillment and personal happiness. So, you know, even so far as to tell us to love and embrace our sin, because that is, quote, who we are. And St. Jose Maria Escriva says, don't say that, don't say that's the way I am. It's my character. It's your lack of character. So character is defined as moral excellence and firmness. And it is this character that by the gospel's meaning of self-love, we can better serve and love our neighbors.
0: And I think that's a good distinction because... you if we're talking about loving ourselves which you know love your neighbor as yourself Mm -hmm. it's not that you love your mediocrity or the parts of you that aren't good like it doesn't give you permission to be mediocre which i think sometimes in our modern culture Mm -hmm. we can kind of maybe over cushion ourselves to who we are like we're
1: like oh well i need to love myself yeah like this is who i am yeah
0: and it's great to love yourself but if you're loving your sins and the part of yourself that's not good Mm -hmm. then you're not really seeing yourself for what you are and then i feel like that's pride right pride is having a vision of yourself that's not reality you
1: lack the humility to see where you need to grow Mm -hmm. and where you need to change yes
0: and the parts of yourself you should love are the parts that by the grace of god are your beautiful aspects right like your your true character not your lack of character mm-hmm. so that's why i think there's a really important distinction between you know self-care is kind of a popular trend i feel like mm-hmm. in the past i don't know 10 years mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm guessing yeah. <laughs> but it, you've just seen it it's come new. up a lot it's really, yeah, yeah it's really long and long. often the messages: love yourself you need to love yourself and like I, we said there's truth in that but when we're distorting like what we're loving right when we say love our neighbor as ourself we're loving ourselves but we're we're having that same love to serve like and we have to remember that serving part sometimes if you're over focused on the self part you forget that there's the serve
1: yeah the why why am i taking care of myself what is the purpose of honoring yes my vessel and-,
0: and that's exactly it the modern self-care lacks an objective right. you're loving yourself for the sake of loving yourself Absolutely. you're taking a break for the sake of taking a break and instead of viewing it as we are taking care of ourselves so we can better serve right those yeah, around
1: like us. when we talked about in the last episode like different cultures, do different things to take care of themselves. I think that's, that's all fine because the point is to restore yourself so that you can get back into it. Yeah.
0: And take care of a baby. Yes. And, and and
1: the rest of your family. Yes. Yeah. To get back in the groove of things. And back to what you were saying that, you know, serves no purpose. Well, in that willpower advantage book that we've talked about, it did say that if you are not it's good to be familiar with your weaknesses and your strengths, because either of those, if not used or uh, steered properly, they can e- they can either become like some of your greatest strengths or, mm-hmm. or some of your greatest like sinful tendencies, right? right? Like a strength of yours, I don't know, I don't know, like an example. Like perseverance can right. be
0: a good thing if steered in the right direction right but if you're being stubborn and persevering to do the wrong thing, to the wrong thing then it's completely obviously opposite. yeah <laughs> yeah
1: so it's it's definitely being aware of of yourself and again there's that quote by socrates that says to know thyself is the greatest wisdom or yeah, something knowledge like that. Yeah, yeah the greatest knowledge. knowledge and so i think yeah for sure recommend that book willpower advantage because mm. it does kind of have you jot down in Kind of like have you prioritize the strengths and your weaknesses and it, it just helps mm-hmm. you see where you can grow.
0: And that weaknesses don't have to be weaknesses. Like you can steer them in yeah. a different direction exactly. so that they become a strength. Right. So instead of being like, oh man, I'm this temperament and the weakness is this. Right. Instead of looking at that as just purely a negative thing, mm-hmm. it's like, well, how can I take this temperament that I've been given?
1: Right.
0: And- it's got very positive things about it, and how can I like change those weaknesses into positives as well?
1: Right. So it's all you know in the name of how we can better serve mm-hmm. um, others or others as as our you know vocation as wives and mothers, and as the old adage wisely states, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Again, this is not like wine and chocolate type of love, although you do need that. Yeah. You, you know, sometimes sometimes you that do. is what fills yeah. your cup. Right. But not like <laughs> <Literally. an> everyday <laughs> wine, chocolate. Like that's not healthy. Yeah. I mean, that's just alcohol. Like that's yeah. like steering towards alcohol, Right.
0: And that would just be for pleasure's sake. Like we're yeah. looking for things that refill <laughs> us so that we're ready to reared up to go again. Not like, oh, let's just indulge in this for the sake of indulging. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> So again, loving yourself in the way that is healing, restorative, inspiring, long-lasting, and profound. So there's a priest, Father Michael Sloon's words, and he says, when Jesus says love yourself, he means, quote, take care of yourself, be a good steward of the gift of your life, be healthy spiritually, emotionally, intellectually, and physically, so you are able to love and serve your neighbor appropriately. In Jesus's statement, it's almost as if as if loving yourself in the way father Sloan described must come first, almost as if it's a prerequisite to loving our neighbor. So mm-hmm. that kind of makes me think like this might be getting a little bit personal, but like people who are, I don't know, like m- have mental health issues that are, let's just say like suicidal, like they're mm-hmm. not, they're not loving themselves. So no, right. Cause they don't, they don't understand their worth in God's eyes. Right. So, you could, you could never expect someone like that to love and serve someone else. So you absolutely do need to love yourself. You need to know your worth and why you're here and your mission. And absolutely you, I feel like that comes first. Yeah.
0: And it's very true because, so this is kind of a funny example, but so I've been really focusing on like my kids eating healthy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like preparing all these things for them. And I'm like, oh gosh, we're so right. healthy. And then at the end of the day, <laughs> I'm like, wait, I didn't eat. i ate. It was chips.
1: Yeah. For like, oh, <laughs> like well, I'm yeah. not
0: the healthy one. Yeah, I just no, fed I my that. kids this lavish meal and forgot about myself. Yeah.
1: yeah. Their lunch is definitely yeah. healthier than my lunch. And it yeah. doesn't work
0: like they transfer their health to me. So that's not a good way to do it. Yeah. And I was like, gosh, I should have like prepared myself one as I was you have preparing to live one it. for them.
1: You have to be the living example of yeah. what you want to teach your kids. And
0: same thing with like sleep. You know, we don't indulge in sleep for the sake of just being like, oh, this is so pleasurable. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. like when I don't get sleep and if I just stay awake and keep trying to get more things done... It doesn't serve me or my family well the next day because then i'm more irritable i'm going to snap at my kids like so it's it is true you kind of have to begin with how am i going to be present today because that's what's needed
1: yeah and it it takes preparation like obviously if you stay up late at night whether it be to serve your family or just in general Mm -hmm. it's like if the the me i guess the end could be a good idea but if you don't prepare properly as in like you go to sleep late but you still have to wake up early then then it's kind of like shot you know what i mean versus if you wanted to get a lot of things done then go to sleep early wake up early right you know
0: yep so like knowing yourself and knowing Mm -hmm. what's best going to have you tackle the day exactly. like okay do I need to push through and make a to-do list before I go to bed and that'll put me in a good mood when I wake up yes. or so that's also like loving yourself in that way mm-hmm. you know they always say like ta- your future self will thank you yeah. like if you yes. you know like that's yes. you're loving
1: your future self yes. you're like I will whatever you do the night before you're yes. doing it to love yourself the next day yes, yes I've heard of that the clean kitchen yep, the, the clean writing the to-do kitchen. list no for sure packing up your bag whatever it is. and you know what I've I've I kind of off, I feel like you need time to unplug mm-hmm. and actually get a notebook and not jot th- and jot things down mm-hmm. to know how to prepare and what would actually help you because yeah it takes reflecting it takes reflecting and I feel like that's something that I sometimes lack especially at night you know it's easy to just okay kids are down I want to just cozy up in my bed not think about anything and just scroll and then go to sleep And, you know, I could, I still go to sleep early. So it's not like I'm like scrolling till like midnight or anything (laughs) like that. Like I know how to cut it off, but my problem is I, I sometimes don't make time for the things that I need to make time for, like planning the night before for the next day. So so you, you might not be like an all or nothing, you know what I mean? Like staying Mm -hmm. up late and scrolling and whatever, but you might be like me who's like, not doing exactly everything they need to do, but they also like, they were able to set limits, mm-hmm. but we still don't do what we need to do. So there's yeah. always room for growth, you know?
0: Yes. So constant reflection of what you can change, yes. how you can better, what's going to help you out. Right. Like we were just talking about this recently with like, how do we fit prayer life in Mm -hmm. with our busy schedule Mm -hmm. and how do we make our mornings not as chaotic Mm -hmm. because that in turn affects me, puts me in a sour mood and then it's really hard to like get my day back. Mm -hmm. So in a sense that it seems selfish saying that like, well, this will help me. Yeah. But if it helps me, ergo, it helps the whole family.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Happy wife, happy life. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Now leave me alone for 10 minutes while I pray. No, no, I know what you mean. Yes, this is for your own good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, eating right, getting enough rest, prayer, like we just said, growing in knowledge and familiarity of God's word, and exercise are among the things that meet the healing, restorative, and inspiring criteria. So, how does this? How does all of this relate to pregnancy and postpartum? Well, loving ourselves during this time can be difficult. We often insult or belittle ourselves as a joke. When in reality, most often that reflects how we feel about ourselves on the inside. You look how you feel. Yes. Yeah. And and I mean, I, I think it's kind of, I know sometimes in jest, you know, I tend to kind of like not insult my, insult is such a bad word, but you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's, it's such a negative connotation. Self-deprecating humor. Yes. Like self-deprecating humor. I. I guess because growing up I I'm really short so I, everyone has always like made fun of my height and and I go along with it I I ha- I feel like I I don't know I brush things off pretty easily nothing really gets to me you know I feel like I'm a tough girl <laughs> so so I don't mind that humor I think it's funny and I can laugh at myself yes which um, is good which is good but I do think that there's you know a fine line and I and I and I feel like if I were to tell my daughter Like if I, if I, if it were my daughter in the room, I would say not to do that. You know what I mean? Even though I think it's kind of funny and Mm -hmm. it makes somebody maybe easy to get along and not to take everything so personally, like that's good. Yeah. But it's also like, don't don't talk about yourself like that yeah you know what i mean i think
0: it's okay like humor is kind of a way where you can admit your faults yes but i don't think you should do the humor of things that are completely out of your control like your height or your appearance or things that you're like i don't want to teach my daughter to be disappointed with how they are right in ways they can't change (laughs)
1: exactly and and when we're in, you know, going through pregnancy or postpartum, we don't really have that control. So, mm-hmm. um, if we're not loving ourselves because of the things that are out of our control, like hormones or bodily changes, it can be harder to be patient, kind, and loving toward the people in our home. Right. Cause if we yeah. don't feel good, then we're more likely to manifest that, you yeah. know what I mean? Kind of like put that out. So, pregnancy rage and postpartum hormone imbalances can leave others in our house feel unloved or not loved properly. Yeah. So. I think
0: it's an extension of how, how you feel. Cause let's face it. Everyone's looking at the baby and saying how beautiful the baby is, but how many people look at a postpartum woman and go, you look so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's or, not the time for compliments.
1: Or sometimes if they do, you're like, You're lying. You're lying. (laughs) You're a liar. (laughs) So you either don't accept the compliment or you want the compliment. Either way, there's a lot going on in your brain that you're just like not happy. No. So so, this is not to shame, but rather to humbly accept our state in life, that which requires self-compassion. So there was a study done by Duke University titled psychology of shame, and shame was defined as, quote, a normal, negative, self-conscious emotion that occurs when an individual engages in self-evaluation and attributes a triggering event, in this case we would talk about childbirth, as a deficiency to the entire self. Studies also show that shame often leads to withdrawal and is associated with depression, anxiety, and impaired empathy, among other outcomes. So I just thought it was interesting how, when you feel shame, your ability to empathize is impaired also. And it's like, as a wife and a mother, that can be big, like to not empathize, like that's actually one of our feminine strengths, right? To be Mm -hmm. able to empathize with our loved ones. So, um, So what's the solution? So among prayer being the most integral part of true self-care as well as eating well exercising and getting of sleep another tried and true way is getting dressed up every yeah. day i mean i don't mean like you know <laughs>
0: you're going to the ritz carlton yeah
1: like <laughs> heels on nice dress i mean like dress in a way that makes you feel confident you could still be mm-hmm. comfortable but put together you yeah know what i mean coordinated
0: yeah, and I think when you just throw something on, even if someone's like, oh, that looks cute, mm-hmm. the fact that you just threw it together almost puts it into a, like, oh, this isn't that great. Yeah, like, it's like, Like, there oh, was no thought behind it. Yeah, I'll this.
1: grab that shirt, this pair of pants. This one smells like it's not dirty. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. These jeans, I've worn them only two times. They're probably it fine. It says, try to wear 10.
0: <laughs> Made well.
1: Exactly. <laughs> So it might sound silly, but really, studies have shown that the way you dress has an overall effect on your mood, productivity, and self-esteem. So again, I'm not like talking necessarily right postpartum. You get home, you need to get dressed, and you know, yeah, give yourself some time, a couple weeks, you know. You can but, be in your pajamas. Yes, but like muster up the strength and and do it, you know. So I feel like if you're still wearing a diaper. you're allowed to wear something. If you're in the diaper phase This is not for you No
0: (laughs) Even if you put on a nice outfit You will still feel that diaper
1: (laughs) So maybe wait (laughs) Exactly Better not to wear a dress If you're wearing a diaper (laughs) Okay (laughs) Moving on Moving on God I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm just imagining. I'm just pictu- yeah,
0: I'm like, I'm just picturing a dress and a diaper.
1: <laughs> that is definitely a way to feel not confident, not pretty. <laughs> Okay, it's okay for us to laugh because we've been
0: in diapers like four or five times. So <laughs> it's a common occurrence.
1: <laughs> yes, frequently four times in the last four years. Anyhow, so, <laughs> so God, God calls us to love ourselves. Okay, as stated in Corinthians 6, 19 to 20. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. So I think right there, it's it's really emphasize, emphasizing that God is living within us, and we have to project that. And we can't do that if we're, like, glum or not looking or feeling our best.
0: Yeah, and I love them. So I think this is what differentiates like Christians from, let's say like Amish Mm
1: -hmm. is
0: the reason why they dress so plainly is because it's like they put so little value on the individual because Mm -hmm. everything's about the community Yeah, that they don't even want to express anything individually that would make them stick out. And I think that kind of goes against this idea that... Mm -hmm. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit right. individually. Individually. Even though we're still community centered and community is really important and the common good is important.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's also this individual aspect we have to focus on as well. Right. So I think it's important to remember that and that it's that's why, you know, you know, Saint Teresa of avila said, you know, like, Lord deliver us from sour faced saints. Like we shouldn't look. Yeah sourful and gloomy Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and clothes are part of that like you shouldn't look like you just threw
1: on a burlap sack and yeah like it's you shouldn't look like oh this looked clean or maybe this wasn't who knows we'll figure it out yeah situation
0: and again like even if you have very little money to spend on clothes Mm -hmm. you like so this isn't saying like oh let's go spend all our family's cash on our clothes and like neglect other things like there are ways you can still look very put together
1: oh for sure
0: and and thrifting and and you don't even have to have a lot of clothes Mm -hmm. to do this actually to do this you should probably have less clothes than you do so i just wanted to throw that out there because sometimes people associate like focusing on your dress as like split like spending all this money and all this time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and really it's not so that's kind of what will help when we go through like these tips and things right not Doing that.
1: Yeah. You don't need to spend a lot of money to, you know, be able to achieve this. And back to what you were saying, Mandy, is like, um, there's another quote in the Bible that says Matthew, or Ma- that is Matthew 6, 16 to 18, when he says, when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. Mm. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen. I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to be fasting except to your father uh-huh. who is hidden. And so it's your like father a false, sees, a yeah. false piety. Yeah. Oh, sorry. And, and your father who sees what is hidden will repay you. Mm. So, yeah, I think, go ahead. Well, that
0: just kind of reminded me. So if you've ever watched What Not to Wear,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was an older show. Yeah. But I remember often there's a lot of psychology that goes behind these people that would dress rather like either super- gloomy or like super eccentric right and it was always like either a cry for attention Mm -hmm. or it was just they just had so little care for themselves yes that it like goes with that like what are what are you saying Mm -hmm. when you're doing that like i don't care right i'm really pious look at me right that's why i'm choosing what i wear or like you know are you looking for attention Mm
1: -hmm. yeah like because because the way you dress whether or not you believe it or want to hear it is it does say something about you mm-hmm. it either says you don't care mm-hmm. or you care too much and are seeking attention yeah and so and um, you know i and for what i got from that quote is even if you don't feel your best, or even if you're struggling, like in this case, he's talking about you know the people who fast. That yeah. it's like they may be suffering internally, mm-hmm. but you always, you don't have to look at you don't have to look at. In fact, God doesn't want you to look like you're suffering. Yeah. He wants you to put on right the good face of like you know what I'm suffering, but why? It's all for good. Yeah, and and kind of and kind of thinking about that. So in light of postpartum. It, or pregnancy, it's like yes, I'm suffering. I have the pregnancy pains, all that. <laughs> but why? I've why? been up all night. <laughs> yes, I've been up all night. Why am I doing this? Yeah, it, it's like in fasting, it's to you know, you know, mortify yourself or right. whether it be an intention or whatever. But in in this stage in our life as you know mothers and wives, it would be we're doing this to either create a baby right. or there's a higher purpose. Yes, or like to to help make them healthy and nurse them and I think so, that's what the pregnancy glow is. Mm-hmm. It's not that like
0: oh you don't look big or yeah. you don't look It's like cuz yeah, you look huge. Yeah, you're big. <laughs> sorry. Your yeah. circumference is greatly broadened. But I think it's like women who embrace it Mhm and are not trying to look right like that's the glow Mm -hmm. like wow you look so happy yeah that you have a life in you like it might hurt and you might be in pain a lot right but you don't like let that take over your whole countenance right
1: right and then that's another thing too it's like if you are open to life and having these children if you make it seem like it is a true burden then everyone's then you're kind of going with the what the world tells you yeah, yeah it's hard why are you doing it you yeah. shouldn't do what makes you uncomfortable and no it's way too hard don't yeah. even go there it's like no you want to counteract that you want right. to say yes it's difficult and yes it's a sacrifice but i'm doing it because this is what god asked me to do and, and i am joyful joy. yeah. yes and i'm joyful by doing that hmm yeah
0: so the that's why i love this you know your clothes can show that joy right like you know yes like, like that's i still why I love women like those feminine dresses mm-hmm. like it's like joy of being a mother yes. like i get to wear mom dresses now yes like, that's or an like, apron an apron yes. yes things that make you like happy
1: about the role that you're embrace in embrace where you're at yeah and truly loving it because yeah, yeah society tells you that staying home it's so hard or or, i don't know maybe sometimes they either tell you it's so hard you shouldn't do it Mm -hmm. or it's you're it's it's so easy you're being lazy whatever they just shun on women who are home yes so i think it's easy to get in your mind and and kind of go to not want to look like you're embracing that almost Yeah. yeah And so like yeah embracing that i think that's why it
0: bothers a lot of people when people don't dress their age like, yeah. you think about, well, why does that bother you? Because it says what you're embracing. Yeah. And if you Where are, like, 70 is, years old yeah. and you're trying to dress, like, at <laughs> forever 21, right? you're not, like, you're fighting your age yes. so much yes. that you're trying to embrace something else. And I, I'm going to throw in a Grandma Jackie quote from my Grandma Jackie. She had a lot of good ones. Um, make sure you rest in peace. But my favorite one was we were in, like, a department store. Mm-hmm. And she saw, like, all these trendy clothes, like, in the women's petites, which is typically, like, the older lady section in this one department (laughs) store. (laughs) Don't worry, you wouldn't have been at this one. (laughs) It was, like, one of those stores that's, like, known for middle-aged women. But anyway. She was looking at it, and she was like, "I can't stand when women don't dress their age." She's like, "I'm seven years old. I'm wearing birdhouse sweaters."
1: <laughs> She's like, "I like, want to be comfortable. I want to yeah, be warm, just, and, I, and I love birds." She yeah. just
0: embraced her stage <laughs> in life, and like was like, "Why would I go backwards and try to like?" So yes, I think that's be someone I'm not. Yeah. Not. So I think that's why it's good when we when we talk about dressing yourself Mm -hmm. that you keep in mind that you want to embrace where you're at so that's mom body if you're in a mom body
1: right
0: you know your role as a mother Mm -hmm. like what kinds of clothes Mm -hmm. and you know you're not going to be dressing like you were 21 right and that's why we constantly go through our closets
1: right (laughs) and you know what that's one thing that like I think I might have had one pair of mom jeans before I became a mom, but mm-hmm. after I well, became they were a mom, yeah, they were getting trendy. <laughs> well, after I became a mom and I was like, whoa, I can tuck a lot of stuff in and yeah. I would still look good. they my, now I get it. The mom jean is for moms. Yeah. And I love them. Yeah.
0: Embrace yes. your body
1: exactly so that you can, yeah, this
0: works for what my body looks like and what my body needs to do.
1: Exactly. Knowing your body type and your colors and things mm-hmm. like that, that would help you feel and actually look, you know, help you look yeah. your best. Yeah. Highlight your strengths. Exactly. Oh yeah. Good call. Okay. So we're going to get into a few practical ways to achieve, um, this, you know, the styling, looking your best, feeling your best. So, um, I have four tips. Is it four? Four tips. Yep. And the first would be to purge your closet. So keep only what fits and what makes you feel great, not just okay, or it's not old or in bad condition. So I'll keep it you know, God created us to be beautiful and feeling beautiful is not a sin, rather a way to embrace the gift that is ourself. And then in return, being able to pour that gift into others. So how to do this step-by-step, um, dedicate a few hours and take all your clothes out. Uh, if you keep them all in your closet, like for every season, I personally don't, I, I, I put seasonal stuff away so I can only see what I'm able to wear. So,
0: And I started that and I agree it's much because I had had all my stuff out thinking I needed to see everything I had, but I feel like when you see it every day and then you can't wear it because you're like, well, that's a summer dress. Then you start to have this psychological idea that you don't have anything to wear. Yes,
1: exactly. And you
0: see it too much. It kind of loses its novelty faster. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah,
1: you're like, I've looked at it all year, even though I only wore it for the summer season last year. I, I unpacked my fall stuff for the
0: first time. And I was like, oh, I forgot I cute had this. Sweater. No, I it feels like you shopped again. Every
1: time you open the, you know, the winter bin, you're like, this is so cute. Yes. It's like a little bit of way to refresh old. Yes, things. exactly. So dedicate a few hours and take all your clothes out, separate by season. So if you don't have it already separated, separate by seasons. If you want to do this like light version and put away what is not in season this will require storage bins, but the purging hasn't started yet. And then for what you have that is in season that you just have out, let's just say, lay it out on your bed, Marie Kondo style. (laughs) (laughs) Jump it out. (laughs) Dump it out. Observe what you have that is in season and ask yourself if you love it. This is separate of undergarments, exercise clothes, basics, pajamas, things like that. So you the questions you would ask yourself is does it fit or and flatter you so it has to be both and then i i have a little note in here to throw out like the low rise skinnies that no longer will be flattering to your body's like <laughs> bye you know, nobody wants a muffin top you know like no. you know try as you as you may to get back to your pre-pregnancy body and if you can and you do Power that's you. amazing But for women, most women who I'm not going to say all because we know one in our community that's like a go-getter runs every single day and she (laughs) has like six kids and she's like 47 or something. (laughs) That probably won't be me. So if you're not her, (laughs) you're more like us.
0: (laughs) Then, yeah, then
1: embrace the mom flattering styles. And I know I had already mentioned, I do love the mom jeans which are basically like mid and high rise jeans mm-hmm. you could just tuck and they're it all so in. flattering like they're that's flattering. what i love about it gives it gives you a waist yes you know a waistline and then if i'm not looking
0: at the part that i'm like not as excited about right. i feel like i'm able to embrace where i'm at better because right. right. it's like oh all my focus doesn't go to this part that fits the complete wrong part exactly. of my body
1: and if you're sitting down and you have like you know, some of those like mom rolls. Yeah. Out. You don't, you can't say you feel good right. when your skin is hanging out. And the study
0: of aesthetics is all about where your eye is drawn, Right. And you don't want to draw the eye to mm-hmm. something that doesn't bring it the most beautiful yes. aspect of it. Right. Exactly. Like, so we always say like, when you design a room, <coughs> you want your eye to go to the best feature of the room. Mm-hmm. So that's why people love like, fireplace mantles and things because if that's like really the feature of your room right you want your eye to go there so like when you're dressing yourself Mm -hmm. think where does the eye go first and is that so like if you're someone who has a bigger chest and you're wearing like a turtleneck Mm -hmm. where does the eye go first (laughs) the chest right (laughs) so maybe not a great like maybe get a tunic turtleneck which doesn't hug that area. But I had to learn this the hard way. I was like, yeah, you know, when you breastfeed, you get a little bit of bigger chest. I'm like, well, turtlenecks are out for like the next.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Or like, we're like a cardigan or like a dark boat neck top. Yes. Layer it or something. Uh Yeah. So that the eye doesn't go there. Exactly. And again, colors too. So
0: when you're trying things on, think of that when you're like, does this flatter me?
1: Yes. So, um, a tip in the postpartum phase assume a sort of time reversal with respect to what will fit best so you know everybody wants to put away the maternity clothes uh, as soon as you give birth you're like get those things out of my I'm face i sick of them i know i just want to put those in my maternity bin and never see them again <laughs> yeah. and then q one year later they're back yeah. <laughs> i've seen these way too often <laughs> It's like, I get it, but, you know, you should keep the elastic waistband pants for a while and work backwards. So mm-hmm. the first few months of postpartum, expect to fit in what you wore when you were six or seven months pregnant, then gradually move on to what you were wearing when you were four to five months pregnant. So yeah. maybe not necessarily the maternity clothes that you were wearing, but expect to be around that size. Yeah. So I always personally- You're more loose fitting stuff. Yes. Yes. Personally, so I have my my. I wish I wouldn't call it. Yeah, I guess I would call it my pre-pregnancy size, and then in my maternity bin I keep, um, one and two sizes up of jeans than my pre, what mm-hmm. my pre-pregnancy. Mm. So it's like I don't automatically go into the maternity jeans because they're like saggy, but right. But just have, have a, a little sizes extra room. Up, yeah, for a little extra room. And you still feel like you're wearing normal clothes. You yeah, know, that kind of helps. Mm-hmm. That's so, a good tip,
0: especially because maternity clothes tend to be more expensive. Yeah. You can get away with looser mm-hmm. fitting things yeah. or just bigger sizes exactly. until
1: you really can't. Exactly. And then, you know, once <laughs> I get into a little bit more of a bigger stage, then obviously I get into the maternity jeans or. The, mm. the leggings or the jeggings or things with elastic waistbands and I feel like there are companies now like you and I were just talking before we were recording that Spanx actually has elastic waistband pants yeah for they look like real women. pants yeah, yeah they're not maternity they're just elastic waistband yeah band. and they're not leggings either just like yeah no they're like they're like actual like trousers or jeans jeans,
0: like all kinds of different super
1: cute yeah your sister has some and she loves them so we're gonna go raid her closet (laughs) yes yeah so (laughs) if you're if you are in you know if you have a budget and you want to purchase something like that, I would say around Christmas time, they might have some sales. I yeah, don't know. Probably. I mean, during black Friday, they had pants for like $36, oh, that's which is impressive. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like target price. Sometimes. Yeah. not not trying to encourage spending, but if you do have the budget for it, yeah. Um, I would recommend that. And then, um, so yeah, if you don't, if it doesn't fit and it doesn't flatter you, then it doesn't, and it doesn't meet the, that, that criteria, it should be tossed or donated so if if it's stained or torn or looks worn just throw it in the trash and then if it's in good condition you know let someone else be blessed by your old garments because i know if i think if i think about it that way when i donate clothes like gosh, I don't really want to get rid of it because it looks good. There's nothing wrong with it. But if you keep in mind that you are helping someone else mm-hmm. maybe feel their best in your item, in your garment that isn't getting worn, then that kind of makes you feel a little bit more charitable about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So that can kind of help. Yeah.
0: And less wasteful.
1: Less wasteful. Because yeah. I think
0: that's why people tend to keep things mm-hmm. that they're never going to wear. Yes. Is that you're like, well, I spent money on this yep. and it's just a waste. Yes. But at that point, it's you've already wasted the money because, I don't know, Dave Ramsey calls it stupid tax. Yeah. Like if you bought all this.
1: The minimalists call it a sunk cost fallacy. A sunk cost. Yes. There's another term to that. Stupid tax. Stupid tax, tax. sunk cost fallacy. Whatever. The point is, get rid of it. Yeah. yeah. It's gone. It's gone. (laughs) And then um, another tip that I have for that is if you're doing a massive purge, then keep in mind that your style from before is unlikely your style now, and I know we talked about that a little bit more, so I won't get into it. But mm-hmm. I do recommend fi- I do recommend finding your aesthetic and color scheme, like that goes the colors that go best with your skin tone before purging. Um, and then to find like your style, I would create a board on Pinterest with looks and styles you like, so it makes it easier for you to let go of items that don't go along with that. And it helps you reimagine the ones you do that you have kept. You
0: might not have seen a combo that you had thought of. Exactly. I feel like it really helps me with inspiration because I'm a very bad visual Mm -hmm. like i can't i'm not a creative mind i don't Mm -hmm. be like oh what's this and what's this right and so like for me if i see someone else with a color combo i might be like oh i totally have that i love how that looks
1: i like but i kind of have to see it yes you have to to be inspired by looking at someone no and and i feel like um that's kind of how i've been able to i don't know i guess advance in that area is I'm, I'm neither a create, like a creative. I don't think so. Like I'm very left-brained, right. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, you know, monochromatic. I understand that, you yeah. know, like Black stripes. That's cool. Black and <laughs> white. I get that, you know, so being able to incorporate like different patterns and textures and things like that. Mm-hmm. Learning um, different rules different as rules. you kind of go. Yeah. yeah. So I, I've definitely, been on pinterest enough that now i know i don't have to go on there anymore to put to to put together an outfit but i'm not gonna say never i do sometimes still lack inspiration yeah you know and and again it's seasonal too it's like Mm -hmm. you know you have your boards for summer and fall and winter and those are all different so
0: yeah and
1: even like it, it can even be
0: when you're like out and about and you see how someone's dressed yeah and if you're like ooh, i like that Just ask yourself why. And do you have something that you could recreate something similar instead of being like, I like that woman's dress. I'm going to go buy it. I'm going to go find out where she, you know, that doesn't take as much creativity Mm. and thought. Yeah.
1: And it it does take like patience and prudence as well, because I remember I was at the, at the children's museum and I saw this woman and she had the cutest like Sorel duck boots. That mm, I hadn't I've seen, seen before, the out and abouts, that's what the style's called. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I want some of those. So I go online. I'm not going to buy them, but I just want to know how much they are. <laughs> so they were like $120 and I thought, okay, I cannot justify just on a whim spending that much money. So – I I've, I was just patient. I went. I waited. You know, for the Black Friday deals, or maybe it was before that. Whatever. DSW had a really good sale, and um, tip you can actually fit into youth sizes if you're a woman sized nine or below. Oh, you just me. subtract two. Oh. So I found the that exact style in youth and it was like a third of the price. Wow. That's a really good tip. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess that should maybe should be the tip of the episode. Buy kitchen. Buy youth. You can fit in youth. So <laughs> anyhow, just like what Manny was saying, you can observe what other people are wearing and what you like and why you like it. And don't be impulsive, you know, be strategic. I feel like that's key. Patience. Be patient. You're not
0: going to have the wardrobe that you want in like a week or a month. Right. And I mean, that's why it's great to create like a wish list of Mm -hmm. like, gosh, I want a pair of pumps that I can wear with all these beautiful dresses Mm -hmm. and I almost didn't follow this rule I recently ordered like a pair of Tom's heels and I had seen them for like a year and kind of been like those look so cute
1: see and when you think about it that long you should get them Yeah, like it hasn't
0: left your mind so
1: I got them but the
0: problem was the fit And it wasn't the size. It was just the way the shoe is shaped. Yeah. And my terrible bunions on the sides of my feet. And I, I almost
1: convinced myself to be like, it's fine. Just keep them. You returned them. And I returned them. You had to.
0: Because I know that there's something better out there Mm -hmm. that I'm going to love wearing Mm -hmm. that I'll feel Mm -hmm. comfortable. But if I had just settled, I probably would have worn those a handful of times to justify. Miss the return window. Miss the return window. Yeah. And then it would have sat in my closet Mm -hmm. and been, you know, another stupid tax for me. So don't be impulsive. and don't buy things just because they're on sale. Mm -hmm. Like, like you did, you waited till it was on sale, but you knew the item you wanted. Yes. So I like don't the youth hack. Like there's
1: different ways to go around it. Yep. Yep. Definitely patient. patient. Yeah. And oftentimes it's like what's impulsive. It's like, sure. It might look good on someone else. Right. But it might not look good on you. And if you're impulsive and you buy it, you're like, oh, well, there's a waste of money and it wasn't even flattering or this is a top or this, these pair of jeans aren't for your specific body type. So it's just avoid, you know, impulsivity and you'll save yourself a lot of mistakes. So um, back to what we were saying, let it go even if you spent money on it, because ultimately it's a sunk cost, one you'll never recoup and one that you are actually still paying for in terms of closet real estate.
0: Yeah, and I mean,
1: every time you look at it, you'll probably be mad. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> and then I put in time with respect to the mindless despair when you look at it and feel guilty. It's like, oh, that's, <laughs> there's that pair of whatever that I'll never wear. That's just yeah. sitting there, you know. That cost me just of money. <clears throat> right. So then, you know, repeat this three more times for each season until you keep that's only a good way what to you do it. love. Until. <clears throat> until, Oh, which will make getting dressed so much easier. And you'll actually love what you
0: have. I really like that tip to do it one season at a time as it comes, because you can easily overwhelm yourself. Right. And then if you go on an over purge and you get rid of everything because you either get like really into it, (laughs) then you're not really making informed decisions. And you know, the more decisions you make, the more stressed out you can get. So it's good to just like Right. tackle
1: it a little bit at a time. Right. And so something that, that, um, that I do, so I have already kind of done the whole, like every season I've purge and all that. Mm-hmm. So what I do, um, on the reverse side, I guess is when I put stuff away. So right now when I was moving like my late summer fall wardrobe into bins, I, I purge then. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't wait to take it out to purge it because i don't know it's just yeah. it's easy for me to think i wore this this season i'm over it right it's out and then and then when you open your bin that season when next summer or you know fall rolls around you think oh okay i need this or that or whatever yeah and you might the novelty
0: again might be like yes. actually i do like this like maybe you're You're not as tired of it as you thought.
1: Yeah. If if there's any kind of like doubt, like maybe I should keep this, I keep it. Yeah. If it's like a for sure, I don't. I don't want this anymore. I give it away. Get it. Yeah. Nice. So So prep your closet. uh, Yes. Prep your closet. So yes, the first one was purge. The second one is pick out your clothes the night before. Mm -hmm. So again, this is where I get you know inspiration online. Um, and then,
0: I you're making a decision when
1: you have time instead of throwing something together. Right. It says, uh, what else did I put? If you have low resolve, do not follow influ- influencers and feel like you need to purchase everything. Rather take to just looking at images on Pinterest to get ideas on how to assemble outfits with the pieces you already own. And that's good. If you're
0: following an influencer that's just selling stuff, yeah. stop. You right. need to find the ones that are genuinely like here's a tip of how mm-hmm. to put something together. Like they give you
1: information, not just product. Right. And, and styling too, like that's a big thing, like how to accessorize. And also there's this rule called the rule of thirds. And I don't know if you've heard about it, but basically it's like the top half of your body should be like one third. Mm-hmm. And then from your waist down, it's two thirds. So like mm-hmm. what that would look like would be like if you're wearing a midi skirt, you know that's when you kind of tuck in your sweater to your top mm, third yeah it's just more aesthetically pleasing and there is there is like artistic science i guess if that's yeah. even a thing to it like that's like so true something is pleasurable to the eye when it's in thirds mm-hmm. and so not perfect symmetry not but perfect then again symmetry. not overly yes you definitely don't want your your like tops to hit like half of your body right and then the rest that cuts you in half cuts you in half and it's also like where's your waist right you know what i mean you're gonna get drawn that so the rule of thirds is something that i kind of go by too so anyhow the third one uh third tip is goes without saying but be hygienic in the morning (laughs) brush teeth comb your hair and if possible shower um, I've heard many times and I'm guilty of this myself of postponing the shower every time every every now and then and every time I do shower I feel like it's a must and one I should have never skipped and your yeah. husband will also be happy if yes. you shower. yeah
0: yeah no it's so true I've read a lot of moms that said it just changes your mood dramatically and i've had days where like you know i'm i'm a cleric so i'm like go let's get it done yeah so like sometimes i stay in my pajamas and i get everybody else done and then i'm like oh now it's time to clean and i don't stop to get myself ready and even though i've accomplished all this stuff i don't feel that good because i'm like oh the delivery guy just rang my doorbell and i'm in my pajamas (laughs) like it just it doesn't feel like i've accomplished as much as i've you had, don't feel
1: prepared or on top yeah. of it. You kind of, there's feel like a something lost. clearly lacking in yeah. what I was doing. So exactly. So kind of prioritizing yourself in that way, because again, it's all to better serve our family, you know, mm-hmm. and then, um, tip four, which is optional, but something I do is I keep a capsule wardrobe and that kind of goes back to what you were talking about a little bit is you don't have to own many pieces or spend a lot of money. But a capsule wardrobe is basically you keep the basics. You have like, let's just say one wool coat,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: one pair of flared jeans, one pair of trousers, one black blazer, like kind of the basics that you need to assemble a lot of outfits Mm -hmm. without having to have a lot of clothes and still look put together. Yeah.
0: And I feel I actually get more inspiration Mm -hmm. when I have fewer items because I have to imagine them in different ways. Like I only have one jacket. (laughs) So in some ways, that's less decisions for me to have to make. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this outfit needs a jacket and
1: this one works. Exactly. Like a dressy jacket and a casual right, jacket. Right, Just kind of basic. And if and if you keep that capsule wardrobe and you love everything you have, then every time you wear that jacket mm-hmm. or those pair of jeans, you're going to feel good in it because it's something you really like. And, yeah. and I feel like, you know, younger, it was more like, oh, what? How many pieces of clothing can I have? And it's so exciting to have all these clothes. And, and shopping's the, more of an experience yes. than like a necessity. And the quality didn't really matter because yeah. it was just it Forever was about the 21. number, <laughs> exactly Forever Twenty One type, <laughs> you know, clothes. So I that's I feel like when you go more towards a capsule wardrobe, um if you can in time and being patient, choose quality over, over quantity. quantity. Yeah. You know? So. 100% cotton, mm-hmm. wool over acrylic, even though acrylic does keep you warm in the yeah. winter here. But, yeah. you know, kind of having the natural fibers, which mm-hmm. they say are. That'll wash better so they last yes, longer. Yes. They say silk, linen, what is it? Silk, linen, leather, wool, cotton. So, Everything that is natural and not synthetic. Not polyester. Not polyester. (laughs) And you know know what? I'm not going to say I'm like 100% with the true, like with the organic materials, but because I I do think there are really cute clothes out there that are Mm -hmm. synthetic, unfortunately. But again, for your basic, like your capsule pieces, have those be quality so that whatever you pair with that, if you have a polyester shirt or whatever- A, just a basic trendy shirt, but paired yeah. with a nice quality pair of jeans, it elevates mm-hmm. your look. And for me, it's like a good
0: basic T-shirt. Like, right. Oh, like, I love white T-shirts because you can put a jacket over them. Mm-hmm. You can wear a cardigan over mm-hmm. them. You can wear it with a skirt. Like, they're just... Yeah,
1: you can... Ver- they're
0: versatile. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yep. So, um, another thing I do is I, I kind of keep a number of items that I believe is enough. So, it's like, I don't need four pairs of black pants, but I might have two or three. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like if you take everything out and you say, okay, oh my gosh, I have 15 pairs of jeans. Do I need 15? What's a reasonable number in your head? Right. Is it seven? Is it 10? Is it three? Whatever. It may change. It it varies, but having that number kind of helps you keep perspective of, wow, I don't want like 30 items and it's just jeans and like skirts. Right. You know what I mean? Yep i'll never wear these jeans because i always wear these ones right and then um let's see oh the last one is the last note on that is you're able to keep and buy oh, – you should keep and buy versatile items. So things that will pair well with other articles of clothing you already own. So not just one shirt that only looks good with this one pair of pants you Ooh, own. Oh, so, that's hard too because, like, yeah, yeah, sometimes you're drawn to, like, oh, that's such a beautiful shirt. But how would I wear this? Yeah,
0: and I think I, that's how I used to shop. <coughs> if I really think something's beautiful, I'll just buy it. But it's, right. like – How practical is it for me to wear that all the time? That would justify.
1: Right. Yes, exactly. It's like how practical with my daily duties Mm -hmm. and also what can I even pair this with that I already have? Yeah. So anyhow, those are my four practical tips on how to look and consequently feel your best, but ultimately to, you know, better serve our families. That's the ultimate goal. Awesome. (laughs) so we are ending our episode with our quote of the night um and it goes it's by saint gianna and she says quote we must be living witnesses of the beauty and grandeur of christianity so that's our hearts and our clothing and everything about our being mm-hmm. should be a testament of God's beauty.
0: Yeah. And yeah. St. Gianna herself did that. She
1: took great care in what
0: she wore. And um, that was often a big thing that she she had the latest outfits and yeah. even was picking out her postpartum
1: outfit when she had her last baby before she died. Right. So. Another quote she has here for fun is if God keeps me here, I would like to make some nice clothes. (laughs) Isn't that cute? I love that. See, saints can love what they wear.
0: It doesn't have to be vanity. It's It's the purpose. It's What's the purpose? That's important. Yes.
1: And we didn't get into this at all, but it's like, it's also for your husband. Like, you know, like he wants something beautiful to look at. He married someone beautiful. So Mm -hmm. let's keep that up. Yes. Okay. So now for our, um, product tip and budget review. Um, I'll start off with the product tip. So my mother-in-law recently uh, gifted me a large Mason jar. I don't know how many, how big it is, but it's just a bigger one. Yeah. And with a, with a sprouting lid. So what she does is she fills it just like, I don't know, let's just even say half an inch of lentils, just basic lentils. Um, you fill the jar with water, maybe an inch above it and let that sit for about eight hours. And then you drain the water using the sprouting lid. And then from then on for about a week, you rinse it twice daily and you will have some awesome, healthy sprouts for your salad. It'll grow and they'll become these beautiful, healthy things that it's just amazing that just with yeah. a sprouting lid and, oh, you leave it in the sun. And to you make don't need sure. any garden. You don't need you don't land. Need, you can do it you don't in your
0: apartment. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, you can do awesome. it anywhere.
0: And then my um, budget tip. So Christmas is coming up. And obviously we don't want to over-commercialize Christmas and like go in debt or have all these problems because we're buying all these gifts for people. But a great way to show people you care on a budget is I saw this video my mom sent me where this lady gets like a drink carrier from McDonald's. Okay. She takes a mason jar, buys fresh flowers, puts it in the mason jar and then she buys the person's favorite coffee and puts that in another part of the drink carrier and then their favorite donut. And then she just like brings them the tray. So oh, I was like, that's cute. such a cute gift for like teachers or just like yes. a friend to show yes. you care that doesn't have to break the bank or be right. something that they're not going to like or return
1: or whatever. Yeah. No, so. I think it's good. It's like a completely usable or what? what's the word? Consumable gift. Yes. Yeah. They can have. And along the lines of seeing, like, other mason jar gifts like that. I've seen, like, people put, like, sliced dried oranges, cranberries, cinnamon sticks, and rosemary, and kind oh, of just having nice. that as, like, a little tea. Yeah. Like, just dry. You obviously give it to them dry, and then they just add, like, boiling water. Mm-hmm. So, but I like that. I like that idea of yeah thinking, and also the favorite donut that's cute. Having Yeah, like, you have to them. take some knowledge yes. of, of the
0: person. Yeah. But, yeah, and if you think ahead till next year, and you are canning, because yeah listened to our episode before you could even like make enough jam that you gift like your homemade jam so again it doesn't have to be even like a loaf of
1: bread yeah that you make in your bread bread machine like
0: yes it does not have to be little simple things to show that you care yeah but that you're not you know just going out there and buying to buy so yeah yeah
1: You got this, mama.
0: And don't forget, God walks among the pots and pans. See you next time.